Welcome to Elementor Talks, the podcast that connects marketing, design, and development experts to help you build better websites. With a strong eight-figure online business and numerous companies in his ownership, at the age of 28, Syed Balkhi is one of the most recognized WordPress entrepreneurs out there. Born in Pakistan, Balkhi immigrated at a young age with his family to the United States. In 2009, he founded WP Beginner, the largest free WordPress resource site to date. Since then, he has been involved in many enterprises, some of them became leading players in the WordPress world. Optin Monster, WP Forms, Monster Insights, MemberPress, and many more. In our podcast, Syed tells us about his journey in the WordPress world, shares important lessons from his acquisitions, and advises to think from the user's point of view. Well, a mentor talks, and with me, I'd like to welcome our guest, Syed Balkhi. Hi, Syed. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to, to talk with you today. And uh, with me is Matan. Hello, Ben. Hello, Saeed. Hey, Matan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So, Saeed, for people who don't know you, you're a serial entrepreneur and you've founded so many companies. It's hard to, to keep track. Optin Monster, WP Beginner, WP Forms. So let's start at the beginning. How did it all start? Oh, yeah, it was uh, several, quite, quite a few years back, you know, WP Beginner turned 10 years old uh, this month. So WP Beginner is a blog that I started uh, in 2009. I've been using WordPress since 2006 for various of my other initiatives prior to the WordPress industry. But I saw a gap, you know, nobody was talking or training people how to use WordPress from a non-techie user point of view. You know, at the time, all the blogs that were out and about were for developers by developers. And that was really the void that I wanted to fill with WP Beginner and uh, launch that blog because, you know, I was passionate about the, you know, WordPress community and the platform and what it was able to offer for small businesses. And we just focused on that and created house tutorials. So we were kind of like an unofficial documentation for all the plugins that existed at the time. And, you know, that kind of gave birth to uh, all the different plugin suites that we have Uh, including Optin Monster, uh, you know, as we started engaging with our users, they started telling us the issues they were having, what tools they would like us to build. That was, that's one of the questions that I always ask our users. And, you know, Optin Monster was the first one we launched. It helps you, you know, capture, get more email subscribers, essentially. I launched that in 2013. Uh, we created... WP Forms, which is a drag-and-drop WordPress form builder uh, that's grown quite a bit, primarily because users were complaining about all the existing form solutions that weren't easy to use, uh, weren't intuitive, and we you know, did all, a lot of the user interviews, figured out what the issues were, and solved it, and it's done well, right? We've, we've passed over 2 million installs. And then we also acquired a lot of uh, plugins as WP Beginner readers kept growing. We kept looking at, you know, areas and voids that were within the industry. Uh, in one of the surveys, people were like, we need an easier way to connect with Google Analytics. And I'm like, well, there is one, but it wasn't being, you know, um, updated or was getting the necessary attention. So we acquired Monster Insights, acquired WP Mail SMTP, and we actually launched the pro version of SMTP today. Uh, it basically helps you make sure that your emails are getting delivered, uh, which is a big issue with oh, yeah. WordPress websites. Um, so we took, you know, we took over the free plugin um, and, you know, kept enhancing it and finally just launched a pro version today. 
uh, acquired seed prod, uh, part of the accelerator program that I launched uh, last year to help other WordPress businesses grow and, um, you know, just to succeed overall using the playbook and the things that I have learned over the last uh, decade. So seed prod was an acquisition through that, uh, but we also made several investments um, as part of that into other companies like member press and pretty links and formidable forms and affiliate Royale and so on. Yeah. But that's, journey in a quick nutshell all that uh, and you're only 28 years old <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's really amazing from what I understand each of the companies is run independently right so how how does your organizational structure work exactly yeah so every single one of the company is its own entity with its own team there's very little overlap on the product development side um, you have a se- you know separate dev team separate support team for everyone it just makes sense you know when you have people just focused on specific problems that they're trying to solve instead of like bouncing around from one team to another there is a president or team lead role uh, in just by every company that we have and they're in charge of the the day-to-day operations of that business unit. Um, and then, you know, from there is the hierarchy down. You have a product lead, you have you have a support lead. Some teams are not big enough to have product leads and support team, and everybody just report directly to the the, the, lead, you know, the lead of the whole, of that specific team. My goal now, you know, my role has evolved over the years. I spend a lot of my time now in, in is just advising and mentoring our, our various team leads, uh, talking to our users, you know, I do, uh, I do quite a bit of reading over support tickets, helping out where I can, uh, you know, browsing the industry to see what users are struggling with so we can help solve those problems. So I'm still the uh, vision uh, around a lot of the things that we do and then partnerships. That's where I spend most of my day now is like, you know, talking with companies like Elementor and like, you know, other, other cool plugin or theme companies and see how we can work together to solve problems for our mutual user base. So solving problems or mentoring or giving advice is a, is a big part of your career. So it seems it brings us back to WP Beginner because this is uh, the largest free WordPress resource site. But is it really nowadays for beginners only or you actually put some emphasis on uh, advanced uh, developers? So it's you know it's a, it's a tricky thing you know we <laughs> I use the no, domain name beginner and people are like well I'm not a beginner anymore <laughs> but they still come back and read WP beginner I I like to think about it is that it, it is for the DIY user the non uh, you know non developer non techie user right I, I like to use the word non techie quite a bit. Uh, and that's that's the user that we're targeting. One thing that we strive to do is just making sure our articles are step by step. So even a beginner can do it. When we are when we are proposing solutions of uh, how to solve a specific problem, in some articles we will have like multiple methods, and we will always put the easiest one first, uh, and we'll say this is the easiest one. This is the plugin method. If this plugin is easy, go ahead and use it. But then, if you are a DIYer, maybe you are a website assembler or a you know beginning freelancing developer who wants to learn how to do code parts, we'll have like a method too in, in a specific tutorial and we would, you know, show them how to do the specific snippet uh, in their in their theme or client project. But our first solution that we always show is for the beginner user, the non-techie user, so they can just get going without touching code. That, that's some of our 
models is like making sure it's a step-by-step. It requires little to no code. Our preference is no coding necessary. And on the other side, at the same time, you just mentioned that you uh, started your uh, growth accelerator, which means that you also work with uh, developers, entrepreneurs. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting group, right? Because all of these uh, developers uh, basically have the similar starting as I did, right? They saw a problem um, within the WordPress ecosystem and, and they wanted to solve that. And so our passions are very aligned. We're trying to work towards the same goal. And my role is just helping them more on the business side of things and the marketing side of things and the operation side of things, right? It's, it's like, I guess the structure of your organization or how you operate changes when you go from a solo you know, developer to the next person, like one to two is a big shift. And, you know, two to 10 is a big shift. And then 10 to 20 is a big shift. So as you start growing your company, what does that look like? Um, what systems and processes do you need to have? And, you know, I've, in my experience, I've found that if you're really, really good at developing, there are some weak areas on, on you know, on the business and marketing side. And then same from my point, right? I'm pretty, pretty good at marketing, but I'm not so good at the development side most of the time. That's why I partner with all the uh, good developers works. Interesting. Yeah, we keep uh, bringing this idea up of uh, you need to have a certain uh, skill set that uh, involves marketing and design and business. And it's a repeating theme here. I think there's also a natural progression for, you know, people starting out building web- websites, then they progress to think about building products. And you're kind of like the role model for the first person you, to, to come up as the success story for that. So what what are the, I would say, the, the most important uh, lessons that you learned over the years with, with regards to this model of, you know, uh, releasing a, a free product and uh, the freemium model? You know, it... I, I'm a big believer that you just have to keep doing the simple things over and over. There's no silver bullet. There's no magic uh, trick uh, that, that that will help you achieve it. You know, as long as you're putting the people first, your community, um, and trying to solve the problem, uh, you're gonna you're gonna find success uh, over the long term. You know, it's not a now now what 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 we've done looks maybe looks like a good role model success story, but it takes a lot of time to do so. But at the end of the day, I would, it's just like the biggest thing is to thinking from the user's point of view and making sure that the solution that you are creating is going to help them solve a problem. And it's not just another feature. Uh, and it, it, that's, that's something you have to, it's, it's a, it's a big difference, right? Is, is it a feature or is it, is it actually solving a problem? Uh, and as a solution. Uh, and just like making that differentiation, I, I think is a pretty big one. And that has helped us go from a very small company to a, a decent sized company now. So I'm interested about uh, buying a company, buying a WordPress uh, plugin, like for example, Seedprod. So I want to know, how do you assess not only the product, but also the team that 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 build it? And how do you make the first steps, uh, you know, after you acquire the, the, the company to kind of uh, be involved? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's, that's, of course, an interesting one. Acquisitions are always different. <laughs> Every deal looks different. Having done my fair share of them, it, it, you know, both sides, we have sold businesses, we have acquired businesses. It's, 
different every single time because there are different people running it. There usually is a different process and, and procedure involved. The fundamental thing that I am looking at when we're evaluating companies is, is, is the product solving a problem that our users are currently having. And, and I like to call these success gaps. The gaps, these are the gaps between what our product suite does and what our customer needs for them to be successful. And there's a lot of things that we don't do, right? There's a lot that we do, but there's a lot that we don't do. So we're looking at the things that we don't do, uh, but that our customers already need. So, and how good of a job does this specific product or business does in solving that? Right. So that's, of course, the first and foremost thing that we're looking at. Without that, there's not even there's there's no conversation. Is it through support that you understand what they need, what kind of through their tickets and, and questions that you get? Of course. Yeah. So, you know, there's users are telling you a story um, through the support tickets they're asking. Sometimes users don't like, you know, I would say they don't know how to best define the problem they're having. And that's where that's what separates you. Right. That's why you are the expert. and the authority figure in, in, in the space, that's why the users are using you because they trust you. So you have to know to understand what the user is saying. I'll give you a very simple example. Like somebody might be saying, well, I want, an, I want a pop-up, but maybe they don't want a pop-up. What they really want is a tooltip. So when you bring your mouse over a link, it just does a tooltip, but they don't know what the, what the terminology for that is, right? A beginner user doesn't know the terminology. It's called tooltip and not a pop-up. So that's where you have to bring in your expertise and understand what, if, is the user saying what they're really saying? Right. Think about the desired end result and not what the conversation is. And that's where I, I believe where we really sell at Automotive is we look at how do we help the user get to their desired end result. So yes, support is one. We also do surveys. Um, we do an annual survey on WP Beginner. We are consistently collecting feedback through our NPS surveys. These are, you know, all different feedback loops that we have um, when people cancel our product, right? Uh, that's, that's a natural part of the, any, any business, we, we're collecting that survey. We're looking at all, all of our, you know, NPS surveys from transactional to our normal customer NPS and so on. But combined with those surveys, combined with those, uh, with, with the support tickets and, um, and then just like looking at the industry, talking to the customer, like, you know, we do events. I know you guys do events. Uh, when, we're, when we're at a conference, we'll do like a mini customer uh, get together. We just talk to customers, see what problems they're having within their business. And um, sometimes just talking to the customers, right? It just tells you so much um, what, you, what we're missing and what we should be doing. And is there any, you mentioned that you basically, you consider uh, making the acquisition or not based on the product. But is there a chance that you decide to acquire a company or not acquiring it based on other factors? For instance, your uh, relationship with the, the, the CEOs or the previous CEOs of the company, or if you have a uh, uh, personal interest? Of course, yeah. All, all, all those things uh, you know, make an impact. Uh, you know, usually, there, there is a synergy. If there's not a synergy, we wouldn't do a deal. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, I could be best friends with you. If there's no synergy for our users, it doesn't make sense for us from a business point of view. Um, a lot of other factors go into it. Is it a healthy business? Right? If, if, if it's a business that's, that has a lot of issues, do I want to solve them? Right. Um, because that, then now I'm solving like multiple problems and not just a product problem for our users, but not. So a lot of things uh, go into consideration, the revenue growth, how, you know, basically it's, 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 it's a long list. Like, do they have the right culture? Do they have the right team? If, it, if, if there is a team, right? Sometimes like 
the companies are just one developer. And all, all of those things have to make a, play a role in it. Like if I, if I can't talk to the CEO you know, in a, in a clear and honest way, I don't think it's going to be a very good long-term relationship. Yeah. Um, and I would likely avoid that. So, so yeah, a lot of factors go into play. Every deal looks different. You mentioned culture. Uh, and these are really important things like culture and, and mission statement and values. So do you have an impact uh, after you acquire a company? Do you have an impact? Do you try to kind of have your companies align through a certain value set? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, that's the first and you know, most important part of integration um, after an acquisition of a company is that we have to see eye to eye in what our end goal is. Like I fundamentally believe, and that's, that's not just my belief, but that's our company belief is that we believe that people deserve more, right? And we believe they should succeed and they should win more often and everybody deserves that, right? That's how, uh, that's why we say we want to help small business grow and compete with the big guys because we want to empower them to succeed because we think they, they deserve more, right? Small businesses don't often, often have the right resources. And we want to make sure that we are committed to partnering with them to achieve whatever their definition of success is. Sometimes the definition of success is I just want to create a simple contact form. Other times their definition of success is I want to grow, get more conversion and get more sales. Um, and we want to you know, make sure that we are elevating our customer success at every step of the journey. And so when, we, when we're acquiring the company, we want to make sure that that's the first step. That's the first step of integration uh, with any, any company that we acquire. So you focused on uh, the WordPress ecosystem, and I think WordPress w- wouldn't be the same uh, kind of uh, w- without uh, your contribution. But how do you regard WordPress uh, today and uh, where it's headed? I've been a big believer in, in what WordPress has done for the, for the world, for the global economy, and the opportunity that has opened up, not just for, for me and our business, but for millions of people who use WordPress um, and what they're able to do. And I think WordPress has a bright future ahead just because the open source nature of the, of the project allows for people all over the world to contribute and come up with good ideas, great ideas to solve problems in a unique way. I'm really excited uh, with where WordPress is going, uh, with the vision of Gutenberg. I think it was a much needed uh you know, project that had to happen. And as it evolves, I, I think if we're going to start loving WordPress uh, even more, right? I, I remember when I first started using WordPress in 2006, I could change a theme and not be locked in, right? I could change themes any, any day and my data was portable. As it evolved, it was a harder and harder thing to do. And I think with Gutenberg, we'd be able to see some of those things come back. So super excited about where, where WordPress is going. I think we're just touching this, you know, touching the surface, right? It powers for 34% of the web, but that's the current web. That's the current number of websites that are active. There are so many businesses in so many parts of the world that do not have a website. You know, so many, you know, retail businesses that don't, don't have an online store. And, and I'm really excited, you know, to help those, uh, you know, businesses and those nations and those uh, communities come online and, you know, be, be part of the global ecosystem that uh, WordPress has created and also find more buyers and grow their businesses. You're actually involved in some initiatives, uh, nonprofit organizations and initiatives to help uh, and develop those um, countries or areas that 
still don't have the opportunities to build a WordPress website? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we, we try to do what we can to help. Like, you know, my background, I'm, I was born in Karachi, Pakistan. We were not very well off <laughs> right? um, or like lower middle class. I was lucky enough that we had some family members in the U.S. and I was able to migrate uh, with the whole family here. And I was able to get really good education. So my fundamental calling, I believe, is that the only way to solve inequalities through education and all the causes that we support is ed- our education related. You know, we have we've worked with several educational charities. We actually uh, recently launched our own family foundation, the Balti Foundation, and our uh, our mission is to fight inequality through education. And we just did our first round of uh, scholarships to help our local community here, you know, kids that uh, and families that are needed that need help in going to higher education. So we're, we're offering scholarships for that, but we're going to be doing more initiatives around, um, around WordPress as well. And not like skill-based labor, I would say. I wouldn't say WordPress just by WordPress itself, but more coding related things. So you even went as far as Cambodia, if I understand correctly. Yeah. You know, we were, uh, like I, I was in, uh, California for an event and I met the, uh, like I said, leaders of Cambodian Village Fund, and that was a nonprofit I was introduced to uh, by a friend of mine, Neil Patel, and um, I learned their story and what they were doing, and I wanted to help. So, so yes, yeah, so we, you know, we sponsored a like a group uh, in in the village. They needed a new building for uh, in the growing population with the schools, and I was like, yeah, we're happy to donate. Um, so yeah, so we we donated a school building there. I like to work with charities that have like more self sustainable mission and processes. So it doesn't rely on, on, you know, us consistently contributing. So like, so our, our part in it was, you know, donating the school building so that the school district can fund the teachers. Uh, you know, we, we send supplies every now and again, and we do, we offer scholarships for the higher, like higher education because these are primary schools, but yeah, Cambodian Village Fund is a, is an amazing, uh, you know, nonprofit and what they're doing. Bill and Nancy are doing a great job. There, it was my, my biggest regret was that I wasn't able to fly to uh, Cambodia to see this school happen. Like, you know, when we work with Pencil of Promise, I actually have taken uh, several trips to go down to see the school because Guatemala is a lot closer. But at the time uh, it was opening uh, in Cambodia school, I had my son Solomon. So I wasn't able to fly across the world. But that, that's, that's probably like, you know, one of the things I really wish that I would have been able to do. But um, nonetheless, like, you know, I still get updates from Bill and Nancy about things like our school's uh, soccer team. Like, you know, the kids, they won uh, (laughs) the communal championship, which was really, really cool. So, so yeah, just like, you know, seeing the stories about uh, about the students going from primary to secondary and then higher education there when when possible is, is really rewarding. Sowing the seeds. Yep. That's amazing, making uh, WordPress more accessible to other countries and other populations. There's also, there seems to be a kind of a, a movement to expand WordPress to enterprises with, you know, including it uh, like HubSpot have a, a DXP and, and WP Engine also has it. What do you think about this this movement and change to, to expand WordPress? I think that's just a natural progression of of any ecosystem, right? But when you see, you know, WordPress offering all the solutions that it, it does at fraction of a cost, it, it doesn't make sense for any company to go out and pay somebody to re- reinvent the wheel, right? So now with with the fancy wording digital experience platform <laughs> that, 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 that was coined, yeah, I think, I think it's a natural next step. 
Uh, anytime you see when when word of mouth is so is so powerful, like it, you know, we we started Optin Master, for example, it was focused on small businesses, bloggers, and publishers. And once you start seeing so many people just talking about it, talking about it, now we have you know companies like Living Livingly Media, we have companies like you know NBA, they're using Optin Monster to, to get more leads. And we didn't build it initially for enterprise, but you evolved to serve all sorts of customer bases. And I think this is just it's just a natural progression of any platform. I'm really excited to see you know the work that that uh, companies like WP Engine are doing, you know, to bring WordPress further. I mean, you know, other like Pagely is doing good work, like, you know, to bring, to help big brands scale WordPress, right? That's, the, that's their motto. And I, I kind of like that yeah. because one, one of the big challenges that you run, you know, is when you're a scale of Disney or when you're scale of a uh, really good large brand is that you need to make sure the infrastructure is there and what WP Engine has done and what some of the other companies are doing is uh, is pretty neat. And I'm, I'm, you know, I've been talking with the folks at HubSpot and what they're, you know, I'm, I'm really excited that they're, uh, you know, working towards, you know, improving their platform to, you know, work with WordPress. Same thing with Google, right? Uh, everything that Google is doing in the WordPress community is really welcoming and really awesome. Like, you know, we got a chance to work with, uh, with the Google team on WP forms and compatibility pretty closely. Right. Uh, they helped, uh, they helped us write a lot of the, you know, initial code for that. And it's, it's really awesome to see their initiative in an involvement in the WordPress community. So like now when you go to uh, WordCamp US or I mean, I wasn't at WordCamp Europe, but I've been in the previous years, you're seeing, you know, companies like Google actually showing up because, you know, the sheer impact of WordPress is so large. And that's, that's a testament to the ecosystem and everybody in the world who has contributed to WordPress. Oh yeah, we were both there uh, this year in uh, Berlin and uh, there was a big booth. Yeah, Google was there, uh, PayPal was there. So not the only big company, there were quite a few there. So 10 years, you're celebrating. Tell us about the, the WP Beginners uh, celebration. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of you know unreal that like a simple blog that I started to answer WordPress question that turned 10 years old. And you know we have, uh, we're, we're doing a giveaway, a uh, pretty large one. We have like 70 companies that contributed prizes, you know, between plugin licenses, theme licenses, different services. Um, we're doing several WP Beginner swags. I believe there's a total of like over 700 prizes that were given away valued at 124000 over $124,000. So pretty cool. So if you go to WPBeginner.com, you can enter the giveaway. Anybody can enter it. And there's like so many ways to enter. Part of it, part of it, you know, Part of the giveaway also is that we are part of the celebration is that we've launched our uh, Facebook group and uh, WP Beginner Engage. And that's seeing a lot of uh, a lot of engagement and a lot of activity in there. So if you want to check that out, it's pretty cool. And our whole goal is to help, you know, offer WordPress help to non-techies. We do this through our website's contact form. You know, we're the unofficial support for every, every plugin and theme in the market. Uh, and we want to do more of that and, and just like try to try to help everybody in the community. Said, how would you, I would say, what are the figures that influenced you? I mean, in terms of, of uh, business development, what are the uh, influencers and, and books and, and uh, role models uh, that you had? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of cool things and cool people that I've followed. I would say I wouldn't really be in, in the business uh, if it wasn't for my mom and my grandmother, who was very supportive. 
of me uh, in the early, early days of when I wanted to start entrepreneurship. And without their advice, I probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be anywhere where I am. In terms of modern day business, uh, you know, when I started quite early, when my, when my parents moved to U.S. and when we were 12, that's when I started dabbling into the online business world and just like buying and selling domains, figuring out any ways you can make money online. And I was pretty small time and I met up with a Pakistani gentleman uh, here in, in Florida, Mac. He, he had a big influence on me. His business is in real estate and quite, quite large as well. So I learned a ton from him on how the business world works outside of our little industry, right? And how, you know, business development happens, how relationships go further. And my whole philosophy is just to give more uh, and then you know, eventually the universe will, will return. And, um, and yeah, so Mac had played an important role in, in the growth. Um, a lot of other uh, folks that are local entrepreneurs around here in, in Florida, as, as I got to meet them and learn from them, uh, you know, played a pretty important role in everything that we've done. And, you know, I, I would say I've been able to extract all the important growth tactics of industries other than ours and kind of bring them in and um, like, and, 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 you know, do that. In terms of books, man, there, uh, there, there's so, there's so many, they just depend on what you're trying to do. Uh, for example, the hard things about hard things. It was a really, really good book, in, interesting perspectives by Ben Horowitz on, you know, their early days of the early days of internet, I guess. Right. Um, and how they operated the company is really, really cool book to read, but it, it just depends on what you're, um, what you're trying to do. You know, Simon, Simon Sinek has a really good one, uh, which is like start with why, why yeah. Uh, yeah, start with why. And then also they have, uh, he has one, another one that leaders eat last. There's like so, so many good books. Uh, we, we have that in our office, I think. And it, okay. So I'm, if I'm a, a start a web designer or a WordPresser, starting out how and i'm just you know earning enough to to make a living and uh, really hard to to get new projects what would you what advice would you give if you if you're just starting out and you know you, you you've done what you've done like i i love listening to other people's stories so i would i would go to depending on what you're trying to if you if you want to scale the agency side of the business then start talking with or listening to the interviews of other agency owners or bigger agency owners going to agency related conferences and, and just listening to people talk. I'm not saying like, you know, take notes, but just understand your story and try to absorb as much as you can. You don't have to ask a lot of questions, but ask the important, like, you know, the ones that help you solve the problem that you are experiencing. It's basically, you know, it's it's pretty old adage. It's like, you know, talk to people who've done what you've done and then they'll be able to answer any problem that you have. Clarity.fm, if you're like, hey, I'm I'm like in a, in a part of the world uh, where there aren't very many conferences, I don't like the idea of traveling, you can go to Clarity.fm and pretty much talk to any expert about anything. Like any problem that you're having right now in your business has been solved by somebody somewhere in the world. And they are more than willing and are able to help you. You just have to reach out to them. And a lot of times people don't reach out. Uh, you know, they, like, so just, just don't seclude yourself in, in like one little, you know, hole, just be, just 
feel free to reach out. What's the worst anybody will say? No, right? But if you reach out to enough people, they, they will respond. But Clarity is pretty cool. <laughs> like if, if we're having a scalability issue, we can just go to Clarity and ask, ask somebody who scaled billions of requests, <laughs> you know, a second. That, that's interesting. I haven't heard of, of that. So I really love your, your, I read your blog post that you write occasionally. So how can people follow you and, and uh, read what you publish and... Uh... Yes, <laughs> that, you, 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 you didn't mention it right. So I, I write, I guess, once a year on my personal blog, which, which, is, a, which is a recap of what happens to me in, in, in any given year, right? So I do that more for myself because there's so many things happening and it's easy to lose sight of it. So I try to do that recap, but I've been told a lot of people really enjoy it. So you can go to my personal website, sayadbalki.com. I, I will not promise that I'm going to write more. Primarily because I've, I've made that promise before and I haven't, right? But another good place to follow me is, is, is it's on social networks. So on, on my Twitter, side bulky, I, I do tweet a lot um, of motivational quotes, things that are going through my mind. I will speak through quotes, um, wisdom through quotes. If you want to see like some travel photos of mine, you can go to Instagram and follow me. Um, I rarely use Instagram for business uh, purposes. It's mostly like just me taking photos and snapshots of what's happening. But really, you know, check out WPBeginner.com, right? There, there is a solution for just about every single thing that you're looking for. If you have a WordPress question, you know, you can just go to Google, type whatever your question is at the end, just add WPBeginner to it. You will find your answer. That's probably the best way to follow what I'm doing. That's great. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I always, after a conversation with you, I always uh, feel like I need to do more <laughs> you know, to catch up. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, doing this interview. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. Okay. So, bye-bye. <laughs>